Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. James chapter 2 verses 5, 6, and 7. Why should I feel sorry for the rich rather than pity the poor? Good question. What is the first word of our text today? Some of your Bibles say hearken. Others say listen, listen, listen to me. Attention please. James definitely wants their attention before he shares the next thought. Have you ever sat in a church hearing what the pastor was saying, but not really listening? Have you ever sat in a class hearing what the teacher was saying, but in your mind, it was like a thousand miles away? I wish we could have observed Jesus as he taught in the temple. Luke tells us that all the people were very attentive to hear him. Attentive, focus. God has something for us to hear and listen to, and we don't want to miss it. Normally, we pity the poor and envy the rich, when in reality, we should feel sorry for the rich who don't know God and have no eternal future with God. We should be excited for those who have nothing to speak of in this world, but know Christ as their Savior and have a wonderful future of spiritual riches in the eternal kingdom of God. You know, not all rich people oppress Christianity or mock, slander, and literally blaspheme our Lord Jesus Christ. Not all, but many. Why? Why, after encouraging a rich young ruler to give up his dependence on his riches and follow him, did Jesus tell his disciples, quote, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God? Too much money seems to put spiritual cataracts over a person's eyes. There is such a satisfaction and reliance on investments and bank accounts and stuff that it seems as if there's no need for God. Once we take our focus and dependence off of God and let our reliance, self-dependence, and self-confidence rule, we are headed for trouble. Timothy explains this much better than I. In a few verses, he shows that once covetousness overcomes contentment, the result is spiritual catastrophe. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world. It's certain we can carry nothing out, and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will or strongly desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare to many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. While some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Temptations, snares, foolish desires, hurtful lusts, ruin, destruction, many sorrows. Ouch! Now, now we can see why it would make more sense to pity the rich and envy the poor. Now, why should we then envy the poor? Just like all rich people do not hate God, neither do all poor people love God. You can be poor and proud. Regardless of your financial status, you can still struggle with self-reliance and think that you can even be good enough to make it to heaven. Rather than admitting your sinfulness and spiritual poverty and trusting in the free gift of salvation that comes from Christ alone, James asked two very important questions. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? And number two, aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? Would you rather be rich in money or rich in faith? Well, let me ask it this way. Would God rather you be rich in money or rich in faith? Remember, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, 
and that is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He is. He is everything his precious word says he is. He is loving. He is forgiving. He is holy. He is wonderful. We need to believe this and by faith live with this God confidence every day in our lives. Now, notice the correlation between Hebrews eleven six and James 5. God rewards those who diligently ready seek him by faith. God also promises an eternal inheritance in his kingdom for all those who love him. Pity those who seek riches and love money. Envy those who seek God and love God. By the way, those who have chosen riches, popularity, and acceptance over God, for some reason, make themselves feel more important by despising, sneering, mocking, and even laughing at those who are poor. The word oppress in verse 6 means to tyrannize. Unbelieving rich men get what they want, no matter who it hurts. In the ancient world, there was a strange custom that if a creditor met a debtor in the street, he could seize him by the neck of his robe, almost choking him and literally drag him to court. These men were kind of like the bullies of today who think that everyone owes them something. Then they take it a step farther and do the same to God. Those who mock, slander, and blaspheme God have only a few years of this life to think that they may have made it when these arrogant bullies kneel before the God they have mocked and bow before the Lord they have blasphemed. Then all who have trusted God and not riches will truly pity them as they hear those dreadful words from the eternal judge say, depart from me, I never knew you. No amount of money will buy them forgiveness or buy them out of being separated from God for all eternity. Lord, please help us to love and honor those who love and honor you. Air time's up. I hope you enjoyed our study today, but today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.